Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Teachers are concerned that young children starting school are overprepared in academic skills. But the stuff like the social, the emotional, the self-management, things like being able to make friends and control and regulate their emotions, that's where they're struggling. Uh, the teachers are, are highlighting this. And we're asking today if overparenting or helicopter parenting is now the, um, the the common theme. Are children even allowed to be children anymore? Own is with us on the line in Galway. Own, you are a parent. I mean, what's your view on this? Is helicopter parent parenting like? Is that the prevalent mode now? Well, there's um, you know, there's a whole industry, Andrea, in telling parents that they're they're doing it wrong or in guilt tripping parents or judging parents or whatever. But uh, you know, I definitely the way the children are being raised. Um, has changed over the decades. But I, I think, you know, in a way that's got more to do with the social environment we raise children in, children in. and it hasn't so much got to do with parents' choices as such. You know, we, the extent to which we actually have <clears throat> have the choice uh, to give children freedom probably has diminished. I mean, uh, decades ago, uh, people lived quite differently than now. Um, there were larger extended families. There was probably, you know, gangs of kids. Uh, safety in numbers in suburban areas and the safer let the kids off. Now we live in a more atomized way, you know, in a more new, focusing on nuclear family. Uh, typically with one, two or, one or two kids would be the norm. And, you know, it, it, there, there are very good reasons why it just isn't as, it, it objectively isn't as safe to let, let kids uh, roam around the neighborhood as it might have been in the past. And to be honest, I think, you know, most parents, most parents do their best mm. in uh, trying to balance uh, risk on the one hand, managing risk on the one hand, versus trying to give kids some uh, some freedom and independence on the other. And actually, that battle is quite difficult. Uh, there aren't any you know right or wrong answers. Uh, we're all winging it. Uh, but I, I think if, if kids have diminished uh, independence, diminished freedom from over the past, it isn't really because of what a parent is doing differently. It's because. Uh, of a change, a change society, really. Mm. You know, I live in an area where I, I, I have a five and a half year old. I wouldn't really let her out roaming the street by herself, or, you know, I wouldn't yeah. really, like, to the extent to which she has freedom uh, to do things by herself in the area is very limited. But that's got very little to do with us. It's got more to do with the society we live in. Uh, you know, for example, the, even footpaths these days are fantastic. <laughs> you, see, you see people in big defenders and uh, Land Rovers or whatever they're called, using the footpath as a hard shoulder, and the cars are very big, the kids are very small. Uh, you know, it 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 it's it really got to do with with, with the the social environment. It's got very little to do with us, and you know, it's all very well to say we're helicoptering, but sometimes uh, it's the only rational thing you can do. You yeah, know? no, no, so that, like, that's I, a fair I, point. All of this, all of this skill stripping, to be honest. Uh, you know, no, no disrespect to any teachers uh, saying they're concerned about social development is perfectly valid concern. But there's a whole mini industry of uh, of psychologists and commentators and and and, and, and so on and authors uh, who are too much focused on on on, on parental responsibility and, and to you know not enough focused on the bigger social. Thing. Okay, stay with us, own if you don't mind. Um, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. If you want to get in touch with us, because Emma's on the line in Tipperary. Emma, you are a parent, but you're also a teacher. I mean, what's your view on that? Like, is the social development all that important? I agree. Hi, Andrea. First of all, yes, I definitely agree that uh, children are being 
overly academically prepared, but they're lacking some of the skills that children require, just life management, self-management skills. Uh, for example, I feel like sometimes that we as parents um, over-protect our children. You know, we protect them and buffer them from negative emotions, for example, grief, sadness, um, loss. Um, for example, I know a lot of parents that won't uh, allow their children to have pets because they're afraid that if the pet dies, that they would be upset. But realistically, children need to be practicing experiencing sadness, loss and grief because, you know, when life throws these things at us, we need to have, you know, I think it's good to have selfish feelings before it so that we can learn to cope with them and rather than being overwhelmed by them. Um, so that's really, I think, yeah. um, the way we're going now as a society in general. So too protected, Emma? Yeah. And is like, is that over-parenting or is it just, you know, society, change times? Um, I think we're too conscious of, you know, the damage that is causing, that is, can be caused by negative emotions. Yes, of course, trauma is an absolutely significant and realistic concern. But, you know, negative emotions aren't always traumatic. You know, by teaching them parenting, by consoling them and talking it through, I think allowing children to experience negative emotions is better practice for real life when, you know, they're older and we experience loss and sadness and grief. You know, as I referred to the loss of a pet, you know, avoiding having a pet because the child might lose the pet, Mm. you know, realistically, is avoidance the answer? I don't think so. The the idea of children starting school... um and I suppose the focus maybe not so much being on the social and the emotional and the, the self-management skills, things like making friends. Like, Do you see that in the classroom, Emma, with, with kids? Yeah, definitely. And obviously it has been heightened by the pandemic. You know, children are not as versed or practiced in socialisation. Um, but, I mean, these are really important skills. Academia can come. But we really need to, you know, I suppose, build a solid foundation of life skills, self-management, um, coping skills, and resilience. So important. I mean, resilience is a really hot topic at the moment. Um, you know, teaching resilience because anxiety is such a really, really big issue now, and it seems to be escalating. And I, I definitely feel like social media is contributing to this factor of anxiety because sometimes it can be like a microcosm. You know, if a, a child or a student has a, a worry and then they, they look more into this worry on social media, it can definitely feel like, oh, it's, it's just really heightened. 
Okay, Emma, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch with us. Um, Emma, their parent and, and teacher in, in Tipperary. Own, oh, you're listening to Emma. Um, I, that's a really interesting point, though, about resilience and the ability to deal or cope with grief, even from a young age. I, I mean, it's hard to disagree with the idea that you must um, allow people to experience negative emotions, but I suppose the, 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 the overall idea that you're we're overprotective in general or overparenting. I, I, I'm just not so sure. I'm not so sure about that, you know, because uh, as I said earlier, it's very hard to know what the right and wrong answers are when it comes mm. to striking that balance be, uh, uh, between um, uh, managing risk on the one hand versus giving some kind of independence on the other hand. And, you know, perhaps in, in past decades, children were probably treated very harshly or, or or, you know, there was an element of sort of benign neglect or emotional neglect or whatever. And I think there's a kind of a backlash now towards the idea that we're emotionally open, emotionally expressive and okay. emotionally positive and all that. But, in a, you know, many people, I think, would say, many older people would say that the current way of doing things is a welcome change from their childhood when everybody, well, people in general might have been uh, more emotionally mm. closed and, you know, less inclined to have, you know, an atmosphere of emotional positivity and all that. There's one thing to add there about the, the importance of socialisation. I would say a hugely positive change in this country in recent years is the creation of free uh, or limited free preschool, you know, to help kids with social skills coming into uh, the primary system. I mean, there was very little before that. People yeah. used to send their kids into primary school barely age four because, you know, there was nothing else really in terms yeah. of uh, crash or, 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 or childcare. And I see myself with the children uh, in preschool. I mean, it's it, 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 it's massively positive in terms of, of socialising kids. And the thing is, the parents just themselves have limited control over that. You can't, you, you actually can't give, in the way we live today, you can't socialise children okay. uh, on your own accord in that kind of common environment. You couldn't recreate that just through your own choice. There- so I think that's only reinforcing what I was trying to yeah. say earlier. It's just that really it's as much about the support from the wider environment yeah. as it is about what parents do and don't do. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's an interesting text in here from a listener who says, um, I've been a teacher for 20 years and I've noticed a huge difference in children's abilities down through those years. The junior infants could buy and sell you tech-wise, but they struggle with the simple things like zipping up their coat or even opening wrappers in their lunchboxes. This listener has texted in, children don't even play together anymore without it being organised and also having an adult present. The term playdate is infuriating, says this texter. Sean is on the line in Leash. Um, Sean, do you think it's a welcome change? Uh, hi, Andrea. How are you? Um, uh, good, thanks. Um, the welcome change, uh, what, what are you referring to when you say the welcome, well, what has like, changed? Do, do you think the, the, fa- the fact that there is, I suppose, a greater focus on maybe the social or emotional skills of, of young children, like... How important is that? Okay, um, I, th- I think there's two there's two factors. Um, we're looking at uh, the child on the one hand, and then there's this ref- reference to helicopter parenting, which puts the emphasis on the parent. Um, I think we're in a different society to the society I grew up in. Um, you know, uh, when I was a child, we were out with all our friends. You could go out on the road. You could stay out at night. We used to cycle to school. Yeah. Uh, we'd cycle home in the evenings um, because there weren't cars. There weren't the dangers there. So that's one thing. Now, as a child myself, um, my, uh, expre- um, my experience of grief, loss, sadness, um, 
even as an adult now, um, being able to respond to grief, loss and sadness, uh, that can be hugely challenging at any age. And many, many adults today who grew up in the, let's say, the quieter, safer environment of 50, 40 years ago um, aren't able to deal with grief, loss or sadness and anxiety in today's world. So I don't necessarily see that the the major cohort of adults today are any better prepared for dealing with mm. grief, loss, sadness, anxiety, or uh, making decisions even even in the workplace. Um, now, to go back to the child, um, I think the parenting aspect, my, my, I feel my job as a parent is to create a, a loved, well-balanced child, with good self-esteem, self-awareness around how to make good decisions uh, on how to deal with things like hostility, rejection, how to respond to ethical and moral challenges such as bullying, sexual harassment, violence, be it emotional, physical or psychological. Um, that's, that's what I have to try and create, if you like, in my child. But none of that is possible unless the child feels or perceives himself or herself to be safe and secure. So safety and security, yeah. the sense of that safety and security begets the love and the self-worth and the values that allows the child to be resilient, okay. allows the child to, be, to grow in emotional balance and is then therefore able to deal with making a friend, rejecting a friend who's a bully, but who's popular. Um, it's the security is prior to the love and the self-esteem and the self-esteem and the values, um, they're only learned in today's world. They, they, uh, I think it was Owen who mentioned, um, sorry, no, it was Ella or Emma, Emma yeah. who mentioned the, the, um, the, uh, point about no, grief. It was, it? it was, it was, no, it was actually, I think it was, it was Owen who talked about the social environment. Yeah. Um, and the, the, um, the, you know, like the social um, media, internet. Oh, yeah. The so, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The no, world, no, I take it. The, the world that they're growing up in is so complicated. And the, the values they can perceive, for example, through gaming, through online chat. Yeah. And even that online the, communication, I suppose, too, that they, you know, they have from a much young, younger age uh, with people through technology um, as well. This text says, regarding children starting school, I think we need to stop overanalyzing and just start using a little bit of common sense. Uh, ben has got in touch, too. Ben, um, this study that finds junior infants are overprepared in numeracy and literacy when starting school, but they're actually struggling to make friends. Um, yeah, no, I completely, I take that point as well because the, my biggest, my biggest point is the fact that obviously when you're raising children, um, you're considering the fact that obviously they're going to be adults, they're going into society, they're contributing to society in some way. They may have children of their own, which means they're raising future people in the way we deal with society. Um, so like, for example, my parents um, would have struggled and have struggled with their own kind of intellectual uh, disabilities. So as a result, um, it has had an imprint on my younger sister in a way, but because they weren't catered for as children in terms of, you know, put into the right forms of education, the right forms of assistance, um, understanding the fact that they do have issues and there are knowledge gaps and things that need to be catered for, and it's not being fluffy or emotional or overly sentimental. It's being practical, the fact that they need to be, to be raised in a way that they're capable of dealing with life if they do have an issue. And I know that sounds quite niche, um, but I would say... 
it is it is important to raise a child with love, care and respect and also balancing that with the ability to deal with everyday life, to cope with things, to be able to work, to be able to have interests and hobbies and friendships. Um, so I think it's like vacillating between extremes, say maybe 50, 60 years ago, the treatment of children or the kind of seen, not heard notion mm, existed is like one extreme in comparison to the present day. Other people of a certain, of, of, of different generations or any kind of age across the spectrum may look across and say, oh, well, you're being too much. You're looking too much into this. You're reading too much into this. So I think it's about trying to find a balance of socially developing them and realising the importance of education without saying, oh, if you're not overly smart, you're not going well, to just, be Well, just when you mention that, literally, uh, as you, you know, you, you've just said that, Ben, there's a text that's come in here now from a listener, right? And they say, I know a group of parents who are annoyed and have actually complained to the teacher about their nine-year-old's academic STEM levels. Well, at the same time, I've witnessed the kids and their lack of manners and sportsmanship in play. Yeah, I, I think I think there is... Um, there is there is also a balance between what they're taught at home and what they're taught in education. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make it overly personal all the time, but yeah. from from my experience, I know that my parents have knowledge gaps and they would need support from external services in terms of aiding and socialising, aiding in supporting hobbies and things like that and, and, and certain mannerisms that you might expect to be taught at home. Um, so I think it's trying to strike a balance between what parents are capable of doing at home, which I mean, all parents are capable of doing a certain amount with their child and teaching them um, and what the school can offer as well. Um, but as as we know, I think it's not taking away from the fact that academic success is important, but it's also balancing the fact that academic success is not the be all and end all as we've, you know, continued yeah. to do in the oh, society no, of being like um, the importance of trades and the importance of different yeah, activities, absolutely. the importance of everyone. And it's not, and again, not trying to be fluffy or emotional and say, oh, you know, you're all loved and we're all achievers and, you know, there's no winners and losers. There is, but there's no point in coming down on someone overly hard and just shutting them down as okay. if, you know, they're not valued. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fair point. Um, ben, thank you for, for getting in touch with us today on the programme. If Look, if you want to share your own view with us on this today, I mean, do you think is there too much helicopter parenting? The the teachers' findings that the kids are just, they're over-prepared in academic skills and it's the basic stuff that they're, they're, they're struggling to cope with. What's your own take on this? 53106 is the text line number. We might come back to this a little bit later in the programme. Still to come though, Arlene McIntyre from Ventura Design. She's going to be with me to answer all of your interiors questions. So if you do have a query, send that in to us on 53106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.